0: back to d cup the disney channel unoriginal podcast i'm sabrina and i'm megan each week we re-watch a disney channel original movie and discuss the good the bad and the cringy in an attempt to create the ultimate Dcom ranking
1: this week we're discussing the very first disney channel original movie ever 1997's under wraps
0: sabrina can you hit us with a summary Three preteens encounter a mummy, which they accidentally revive, and they must help him return to his sarcophagus by midnight on Halloween, or he will never be able to reunite with his long-lost love. Wow. Romantic. <laughs> so, we both have never seen this movie before. Never. So, what were you thinking of going into this movie?
1: Um. Okay, I'm going to be honest. I didn't really have high expectations for it. And I don't know why that is. I think it's just because, you know, I'd never seen it. I really haven't heard much about it. So I guess I figured, you know, like it hasn't really stayed alive in the zeitgeist. So I didn't really think that it was going to be much of a movie. And boy, was I wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, we'll talk more about everything we loved later, but I was it was a happy surprise for me. What about you?
0: I literally only figured it would be about a mummy, and that was about <laughs> the extent that I thought about this movie before going into it. Um, wow. But I was excited to see where the first DCOM, like, kind of held up to the iconic ones that we've seen previously – And I'm the same. I didn't really have high expectations. But man, did this movie take me to a different place than I was ever expecting. Yeah. (laughs) I I honestly was loving it. I know. So uh,
1: the movie doesn't have a tomato meter on Rotten Tomatoes. However, it does have an audience score. The audience score on this is 57%. Uh, that's rude to me. <laughs> like, that is like negative. That's in the bad. Yeah. That's
0: I'd, surprising. Very surprising to me. I mean, I, were these audience members trying to be critics? Like, I
1: don't know. Like, it's it, personally, I just think it's a bunch of haters. I don't know. But anyway, let's get into, you know, our writer director. Things. So, this movie was written by Don Reimer, who uh, unfortunately passed away in 2012. But he has a mixed bag of writing credits, let me tell you. So, Don Reimer is one of the writers of the Big Mama's House movies. Do you know those? It's where Martin Lawrence plays an FBI agent who goes undercover as an overweight grandmother.
0: I don't think I've ever heard of this.
1: I'm certain if you saw a picture, you'd be like, I kind of remember that poster. Probably, I remember those probably. movies. Um, I think they were on cable a lot <laughs> growing up. Uh, Don Reimer also wrote the Tim Allen Santa Claus 2, which love i love the santa claus too
0: (laughs) i love the santa claus movies the third one is a little iffy but i love the santa claus movies
1: i do too the third one is iffy but martin short saves it martin short has never done bad ever (laughs) that's very true
0: that i completely agree
1: um don reimer also wrote the movie the honeymooners not the original 1950s one the one with cedric the entertainer (laughs) <laughs> and Gabrielle Union that one he also wrote surfs up Rio and Rio 2 you know the wow. movie about the little blue bird yeah 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 so I that's just such a cool mixed bag of writing credits
0: it really Very is versatile. there's no like there's no theme it's just whatever he was feeling I guess yeah and
1: I admire that. Um, The movie was directed by Greg Beeman, who has directed several other classic DCOMs, such as Brink, Horse Sense, uh, Miracle in Lane 2, and The Ultimate Christmas Present.
0: Nice. Yeah. That's definitely one we're going to be watching here in the upcoming months.
1: Heck yeah. Also, he was an executive producer on Smallville. I just thought that was kind of fun.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So what are your general thoughts on this movie? Because I have more than a few. <laughs>
1: um, yeah, I do too. First thing I want to point out, the mom from Phantom of the Megaplex is back. Right? <laughs> and uh, you know what? I liked her more in this. I think I was a little harsh on her last week. I Because I know I said, like, I don't know if it was her acting or the writing. And... This, I think it kind of proves uh, her Phantom of the Megaplex character was not written well. It didn't do her any favors because I liked her a lot better in this movie.
0: Yeah, I completely agree. I was like, oh, hey, yeah. she's back. <laughs> I had a lot of those moments at the very beginning of this movie. I was like, oh, in the movie, in the movie at the beginning, I was like, yeah. the, even Steven's dad. Yeah. yeah. And then um, I was like, oh, the Phantom of the Megaplex mom. <laughs> yeah.
1: Okay, I guess I just want to... We'll, I'll start out with this. I didn't know if I wanted to bring it up later, but you know what? We're going to come out the gate full force with my biggest question of the movie. Okay. Is Marshall, the main character, if you if you haven't rewatched it, Marshall is the main boy in the movie. Is Marshall in love with the mummy? Oh. Oh. <laughs> Did you Um, get that
2: vibe?
0: (laughs) Uh, Okay. I, first of all, hate those questions. (laughs) Second, I I don't think I know the answer. Uh, (laughs) And that's concerning. (laughs) Because when he
1: first encounters the mummy, it's almost like, love at first sight like that is what that's what the camera is giving that's what the actor playing Marshall is giving like I think they were going for oh he's enamored with the mummy but he literally looks like he just fell in love and then throughout and at first I like I was like oh I'll write that down that's a funny joke but the movie reinforced this to me (laughs) as we went on because there was a point where Marshall and the mummy were talking about love while they were watching his mom and her boyfriend. And he was talking about how, like, love doesn't last forever. And, like, there was just some, like, I don't know, tension. Some vibes? Yeah. And then Marshall goes to go to bed and the mummy gives him flowers. Like, okay. the mummy goes and gives him a plant and gives him flowers. And then later... uh Amy comes up to Marshall and was like, I know that you, like, are really fond of him or, like, you've gotten really attached to Harold. And he, like, denies it so hard as if this is a rom-com. Like, this is a romantic comedy in my book.
0: (laughs) Honestly, I... There were moments where I picked up that vibe, but I didn't really... I guess my brain was like, don't follow through with that, (laughs) Like, that's not what's happening. Um, I think I just denied that that was going on. Um, I I, did, I, I wanted to, but they kept reinforcing it, you know? To me, I think Harold, who is the mummy. I thought of Harold as like a child. Like, he he just, like him giving uh, Marshall the flowers. It was just kind of like a cute moment of him trying to, I, I don't know, See, whatever the hell he was trying to do. But, like, I thought it was, like, a cute moment between them where Marshall was kind of like, what is this thing doing? And Harold was, I think Harold overall had some, like, cute little romantic moments with everyone.
1: I think that was
0: just his personality. Well, it's definitely a rom-com because
1: of Harold and his his dead mummy lover. Right, Um, right. But yeah, I I definitely see this movie as a romantic comedy. Uh, And of course, I'm like half joking about is Marshall in love with the mummy. I just think that like they played it a little too on the line. And I don't think the
0: mummy is in love with Marshall. I just think. I think the mummy is in love with love. And he's showing Marshall what love is. I think that was the thing. I think that's what's trying to happen. And some there were some moments where you're like, "Hmm." but I think the overall thing was just like the mummy is in love and he just has a lot of lovey feelings. And he's trying to show Marshall that love's a good thing because of his mom and her boyfriend or that whole storyline. I just think if Marshall had
1: been like 30, it definitely would have been a love story. (laughs) I would have loved to see that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Marshall was his long lost love.
1: Yeah, but I would say that I think that this is uh, Disney Channel's best romantic comedy they've ever done.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I love that. It's unexpected.
1: Yeah. It's heartwarming. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And another thing I want to add before we jump into positives um, why don't we have creepy neighbors anymore? What do you mean? <laughs> that creepy neighbor in the movie. Kubot? Mr. Yeah, Mr. Kubot. When they first went to his door, I was like, you know, I just, you don't really have those Boo Radley kind of neighbors. And like <laughs> that's, that's true. been a thing forever. But nowadays, like I can't think
0: of one creepy neighbor. Bring him back. <laughs> bring that storyline back we love a good creepy neighbor i would love (laughs) to have some
1: creeps in my neighborhood you know um (laughs) wait hmm. i don't know about that perhaps
0: not (laughs) um okay something i was surprised by like very surprised by in this movie was how adult it was for disney um i mean like gun violence, talk of nudity, celibacy, uh, Kubot trying to murder children. Star, Sorry, spoiler alert, but like, yeah. um, um yeah. Especially now, Disney movies, it seems very adult and has some more mature themes yeah. than I was I expecting. I don't think I've ever seen a gun
1: in a Disney Channel movie. And when he pulled out that gun...
0: I literally said, a gun? <laughs> <laughs> what? <Yeah. laughs> I I reacted the same way. And then when Amy says the line, like this 13-year-old girl says, I sleep in the nude. I went, <clears throat> I hold on. I screamed. When she said that, I went, ah! <laughs> I screamed. I can't believe she said that. I was like, I did not need to know this. 13-year-old girl sleeps in the nude. This is weird, and I don't like that. I don't like it either. But it did give us the very funny moment where Gilbert
1: runs into a (laughs) postal box because he's so freaked out that she sleeps in the nude. Or maybe not freaked out. He's very um, struck. (laughs) He's shook. (laughs) He runs his bike into a postal box. I love Gilbert. <laughs> I love Gilbert. Movie. You know what? That can put us into our positives. Gilbert. Gilbert. Incredible. Oh, my <laughs>
0: goodness. He is so funny. I, well, from the get. So they come out of the movie theater and he immediately starts talking about wanting to like watch Sound of Music and how there are like dance numbers and it's nice and it's fun. And he was like, and Liesel's a babe. And I was like, G- yes, Gilbert. <laughs> I was like, I completely agree. And he was just like one of those characters that I immediately was like, I'm going to relate to him the entire movie.
1: Yeah, for sure. And he's so funny. He has the funniest lines in the whole movie. Uh, the line that made me laugh the most was actually at the beginning where they're going up to Kubat's house and Marshall's going to like force him to pay Gilbert his uh his money And he was like, "No, Marshall, so and so put a cherry bomb in his mailbox and blew up, and we never saw him again." And Marshall says, "Well, that's because he moved
0: to Canada." And Gilbert goes, "Really? He never writes." (laughs) I knew you were going to say that, and it's so funny. (laughs) It was such a good line ever. And then there's later where he's they're breaking into the museum,
1: and he's like. I know crime doesn't mean much to you, but I'm a Boy Scout and I'm hoping to make Eagle one day.
0: (laughs) He's so good. I loved him. And he has a good arc, too.
1: You know, he he does. His whole scaredy cat, like very afraid to finally being
0: able to, you know, fight the bad guys. I loved it. Now, there was the one moment towards the end when Gilbert, I think there are at, like, the hearse or whatever, about to break in to Kubat's like, lair, I guess you would call that. And he, like, runs to the hearse and he's like, I'm too scared. I can't do this. And it was, like, very serious. Yeah. And I was like, I feel so bad that he, like, genuinely feels in his heart that he is too scared to do anything and that he, like, hates himself for it. Like, there's, like, that kind of moment in there. And my heart shattered like absolutely shattered and then he comes out and he helps save the day and it made my heart explode talking on that moment i
1: loved that marshall was like it's okay i understand like don't beat yourself up about it i loved that marshall was respecting his boundaries you know yeah it was so sweet because i feel like in any other movie the friend would have guilt tripped him and been like, "Yeah, Harold, the mummy has done so much for us and he's in there and you're going to chicken out on him and leave him there. And he didn't do that. He was like, it's okay. You wait here. We'll go in there. We'll be right back. And I loved that display of friendship.
0: And throughout most of the movie, Marshall was pretty good about how Gilbert was feeling. Like yeah. He he was always like trying to push him out of his comfort zone, but it wasn't like forcing him, from what I remember. Like it yeah it never felt like Marshall was trying to put Gilbert in a place that was bad for him. He was always yeah. trying to just like help him overcome or like step outside of his comfort zone.
1: Yeah, which is, that's the kind of friends you need. People who don't let you stay in one place,
0: but they don't push you too far. And seeing that in, like, a young, like, boy's, like, friendship, it was really nice. It was, like, really refreshing. Yeah. And I just thought their relationship throughout the movie was so nice. It was so Mm -hmm. nice to see. And I wish we had more relationships like that in movies now.
1: Yeah, for sure. 100%. Jumping back to the beginning, I loved the opening credits of this movie a lot. Yeah. I they agree. They were fun. DCOMs don't really do like fun opening credits. They
0: usually just start and they yeah. add really fun opening credits. I feel like that was kind of a sign of the times too. Yeah. Was that was such a big thing as starting with the credits and having, you know, kind of a fun lead-in but still getting out all the information they needed to get out at that point. Mm-hmm. Um but now, because pretty much credits are solely at the end of movies, we just yeah. don't get that anymore.
1: Yeah, and it was for fun TV to have movies. it. Like, regular movies have, like, uh, those opening credits. But for TV movies, you really just don't see fun opening credits like that. Um, and also speaking on the opening, I loved the opening of the
0: movie with the fake campy movie. Yes. I adored that because I had no idea where it was going or like what was happening yeah but also that was a lot for it was a lot (laughs) a beginning of a Disney movie I mean like someone trying to shove someone's head into a knife like that was a lot I thought it was so funny though like it was
1: I could tell it was a fake movie just by the way they were shooting it and it felt very campy and I, it all felt very comedic to me. But I can definitely see, you know, like, maybe people getting a little freaked out. Because that was very
0: intense, them the shoving his head on a knife. But honestly, the moment where the sister was trying to, like, tell the brother something, I forget what it was. But he just turns to her and he goes, shut up, you cow. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, What? I was like, "What? what is going on here? But I was like dying laughing from like these family interactions. And then it turned so dark so quick. <laughs> and it was so good. It was such a fun opening. Yeah, it was. It really was so good. What was something else that you liked? Okay. My first three loves are all about Harold. Um, so <laughs> I loved Harold the mummy. I thought he was so precious And so fun. Um, I thought his physical comedy was great during this movie. Excellent. It gave off Jim Carrey vibes.
2: Hmm. And, I mean,
0: just, like, moments of it gave off, like, Jim Carrey vibes. And, like, I think the scene specifically I'm thinking about is when he's, like, playing with the toy while Marshall is asleep. Yeah. And the, I mean, this man is in full like prosthetic makeup and he really can only move his eyes yeah but he gave so much in that scene with his eyes and then his physical comedy i was living for it it was so good and it was so funny and he was so limited in his facial expression and yet he still got every emotion out there
1: yeah, they really, you know, eyes are the window to the soul. And if anyone doubts that, watch Under Wraps 1997.
0: <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> truly. And speaking of his makeup, I thought his makeup was great for this movie.
1: Yeah. Now, I would say, this was on my negatives, I wish that the lower half of his face moved a little more. I yeah. feel like that could have been a, a, a layer that we could have gotten more from but i mean his whole body and his eyes made up for it but that is just something i wish you know because his mouth barely
0: opened and closed you know yeah i think they rode the line of like spooky and gruesome really well because for sure if if they did a little too much it could have been overboard and just like a, a little more like gruesome and uncomfortable to look at But I think they had that really good balance with his makeup where you could like look at him and not be like, oh, this is kind of a lot to constantly look at in this movie. Um,
1: While we're talking about the mummy, I wanted to bring up uh, a few scenes that I loved of him because I also loved Harold the mummy. He was so funny. That first scene where he looks at the toilet and then he goes and closes the door and you just yes. hear a urine stream and then him him like moan with relief was the funniest thing i've ever seen in my
0: life <laughs> it was such a good way to introduce this character I it was so never, funny
1: i i, I w- that's something where i'm like i wish i could have thought of that because that is so funny and yeah. I wasn't expecting it, you know, because it's a Disney movie, but like, I don't know. People who say bathroom humor doesn't hit, lies. It can hit really good. <laughs> that one hit so hard. It was, I was great. genuinely cackling at that moment.
0: Also, yeah. the entire hospital scene, let's discuss. <laughs> oh my God. Well, first of all, all the notes that I wrote about the hospital scene was these doctors are terrible and <laughs> but it's so and funny. also where is the actual burn victim are <laughs> they okay <laughs> i thought that she said another burn victim no she said there's the burn victim and i was like hold on where's the actual burn victim <laughs> S- still in the
1: house on fire they didn't make it I was like, "Oh my god." <laughs> Which first of all, for them to say a burn victim. Hilarious. So funny. For them to look at this ugly man <laughs> and be like, "Oh, this dehydrated mummy." And this doctor to
0: say, "Oh my god, a burn victim." <laughs> it's so
1: funny. It's dark. It's just, it's, it's actually it, it's, darker than I yeah. realized it to be, but it is very funny.
0: I mean the doctors are so dumb. If you think about it, I guess, like looks-wise, that could be the closest thing you could relate to a mummy that you would see in a hospital. Mummy. Right. So like logically, I guess it makes sense. But the the way they went about it. And then the other one was like, it looks like he tried to self-treat himself. (laughs)
1: because he had the bandages on it was just uh and the fact that nobody saw him walking around in that hospital at first i was like i can't believe this and then a second later i was like i'm on board this is so funny that no one's noticing a mummy in the hospital
0: or just like on the streets and i mean they like talk about how bad he smells and like stuff like that and he's walking out in the city and no one's noticing him yeah for but it was funny it was so good. Um, when they they took the the defibrillators on him, yes, I was like, <laughs> I um, can't get he's, a pulse. <laughs> I'm like, he is literally like blinking at you. He's moving and like groaning. Why do you think he's dead? I like, I don't get it. Like, they I get hurt. the joke,
1: but these doctors are bad. <laughs> I, it was so funny though. Like, I was so on board with how. With, like, the whole setup of that. Like, they got their degrees online. <laughs> yeah. Right. And, and then uh, the other 100% wonderful Harold zine is where they dress him up like a 1970s
0: pimp and put him on a big yes. bike. Yes. I call that the uh, Saturday Night Fever scene. <laughs> um, I loved that scene. He is swagged <laughs> out, living his best life. And he thinks he looks hot and I love that comedy. And you know what? He does. <laughs> Agreed. I love that scene. And then they
1: put him on this. I don't first of all, where'd they get the baby bike? I don't care. It was funny.
0: It was. It was. It was so funny watching this like grown man on a child's small bike. Oh my gosh. Um one thing that I really loved about Harold was the fact that the same actor that plays Harold plays Ted, who is um, the mom's love interest, um, Marshall's mom's love interest. And Harold is the one who helps Marshall begin to accept Ted and, like, lets him see his mom's love for Ted as, like, something that's good and it makes her happy and you should, you know, accept it. And I was like, it's so cool that they're the same actor. Yeah. And... Even though that's like not supposed to be a thing, and like, it, yeah, it doesn't mean anything to the story. I liked that layer. I think it. I think it does add a layer. Like, yeah. it's it's very subliminal.
1: sublimum You know what I'm trying to say.
0: <laughs> subliminal.
1: <laughs> yes. Thank
0: you. There you go.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, I loved that too. That was really. That was actually one of my fun facts that they played the same person, and I think they did it as like a way to like show. You know, Marshall doesn't have a father figure. Mm -hmm. And so in a way, like, Harold is a baby and a father figure and kind of, like, showing him, you know, he can accept this man, Ted.
0: Yeah, I think, like, I think Harold was just trying to show Marshall, like, just because you may not understand love doesn't mean that it's, like... Marshall has never experienced this kind of love from... I mean, probably from his mom, but, like, not from anyone outside of his family. Yeah. And so he doesn't understand what his mom is going through with Ted because he's so focused on how his mom was with his dad and how that should be how it is. And, yeah. and that's what that he didn't sees. work, you know? Right, right. And so I think Harold is showing him, like, this is not a bad thing. Like, this is a great thing for someone to find love like this yeah. again. And that was such a
1: great little subplot to add to this movie because if you think about like the time 1997 divorces were starting to become more prevalent you know like I feel like in like the 80s is when you know divorce rates probably started to rise and so there weren't uh there wasn't as much media surrounding divorces at the time so there are these kids going through This this life change and they don't have anything to look to to really like take refuge in it because every movie every TV show shows this happy couple parents and I liked that they showed Marshall going through this, you know, this whole thing with there's this guy in the house and he's nice that was another thing stepmothers and stepfathers were always shown as bad and evil but here ted is and he's a nice guy and marshall is struggling to like him even though he's so nice
0: yeah and it was it's just unknown territory marshall just doesn't know how to handle the situation and you can't really blame him for that so it was just such a nice little arc within the whole bigger plot line and I think it tied together that because at the beginning, I was worried. I was like, oh, no, it's another parent love story plotline that doesn't need to be there. Mm-hmm. But then in the end, it tied it together so well that I was like, this is so heartwarming and it all makes sense. And it all clicks. And it made me so happy to see that that storyline wasn't forgotten. Because I think it was so important, even though in the grand scheme of things, it seemed small. But yeah. for Marshall, I think that was such a big thing, especially at the beginning of the movie.
1: Yeah. Um, speaking on the script, too, I thought that the script and the general story of this movie was very good.
0: I agree. I yeah. loved how this script
1: played out. It I got caught up in the movie to the point where I stopped taking notes at one point. Like, I just got lost in the story. It swept me away. And that's why I'm just baffled that it has a 57% because it's pretty airtight.
0: It's really good. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's it's a Disney movie. I mean, it's cheesy. But... It's still a good story. And I think like the acting overall wasn't bad. Yeah. I I thought it was entertaining. And I I got sucked into the story and I forgot to take notes and I was just having a good time. Yeah. And i are going in uh, sitting to write notes and like yeah. find things. And also
1: we're adults watching this. Like yeah. never have we don't have any of the childhood nostalgia behind it. And as an adult, I loved this movie. It was so good.
0: This is one I would definitely go back to watch like every Halloween.
1: For sure. And I would watch this with kids. I'd watch this with my parents. Yeah. You know, I. it's just. Yeah. It's The script was there. It was it a was. really good script. It was a better
0: script than I ever would have imagined. <laughs> Me too. And I'm wondering because we both said we went in with pretty low expectations. Yeah. And I'm wondering if it's because we didn't have those expectations like we did with the other movies that that's why this one seems so great but I honestly I, don't know. I always kind of go in with low expectations. <laughs> it always
1: serves for a pre-
0: pleasant surprise. <laughs> that's true. I but I do I do think this is the movie out of all three that we've watched so far. This was the one I got sucked into the most yeah and yeah, I think that sure. says something, yeah, it definitely does. um another thing we we've talked about score in the other movies, and I think this score was used effectively. I thought it was Phenomenal. used no. I thought it was used just sparingly enough that it actually made such a big difference yeah. and i I was so happy to see. A great score in this, you know, D- Disney Channel original yeah. movie, um Made and also, TV. yeah, yeah, and also they used some like fun songs, like "All by Myself" with <laughs> yes, a big song so funny. in this movie, and it was so good. And I think they did it right. They really did it right for this movie, score wise.
1: One hundred percent. The score was phenomenal. Yeah, I like, agree. I, it felt magical.
0: Yeah. And I think there were also, like, filming-wise, I think there was one shot, um, and it was through Harold's eyes. I can't remember exactly where it was. In the party. Okay. So, I wish we had more of that shot from Harold's perspective. Now, me continuity wise um th- the way the shot was it looked like it had gauze like over the eyes and under the yeah. eyes which is not how it is on <laughs> Harold's face but still I was like cool perspective wish we had more of that glad they put it in where they did but like I wish we got more of that like maybe when he's walking to the hospital or yeah. whatever you know more of those kind of moments um but I thought it was really well done it was really well shot they had some really cool moments and I'm just I'm overall just very surprised by this movie.
1: I know I am too real quick before we go into negatives. Can I bring up another scene I forgot to say that made me crack up? Yes, it's when they are in the like the parking lot of that abandoned ice cream building, right, and they're they're spying on Mr. Kubat's goons. and right. Harold lifts Marshall up. And then he absolutely yeets that 13-year-old boy <laughs> across
0: the entire scene. I was laughing so hard. I I died. I was like, what? And then the fact that like Marshall just gets up and he's like, oh, and like brushes himself off. I was like, he would have like, either died or have broken all of his bones. I like, know. he yeeted him so hard there's, over that There's wall. just
1: something about yeeting a child that is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> so, so funny.
0: And didn't he do it multiple
1: times? He did it one more time. They definitely played that again because they were like, I can't get enough of this. This is funny. <laughs> this is
0: good. My last two things that I loved one was just a quick character uh Leonard that kid the the aggressive child he just screamed all of his lines and that was it and I loved it I loved it so much I wrote down who is this aggressive
1: child and you know what they kind of used him as a deus ex machina in a way where he would just come in whenever they really needed something to be said but they they couldn't figure out how to get to point b yeah this aggressive three-year-old child would come in and he'd be
0: like hey what are you doing huh (laughs) literally i don't think he even acted he just screamed and it was perfect
1: (laughs) he's like it's not a blanket it's a rag but when i gotta wipe some stuff
0: up what? Oh, and then he, like, he says that, and then he, like, goes to walk away, turns back around, and he's like, oh, yeah, and he didn't give me any ice cream, and it was like, (laughs) that was the thing that they needed, and I was like, oh, my God, I love this character. I love when they were like, was there riding on the van?
1: And he's like, yeah, and then they say, (laughs) what did it say? And he goes, I don't know, I can't read. I can't read.
0: (laughs) It was so funny. Whenever he came in, I knew I was going to have a great time. <laughs> oh, my
1: God. And he was only in two scenes. I wish he had been a main character. <laughs> Me, too.
0: Also, my my last love is uh, how Kubat faked his own death because the IRS was after him. <laughs> they were coming after him for tax evasion. And he was like, gotta go. I left. He faked his own death. <laughs>
1: I loved that. I loved that the big plot reveal
0: was tax fraud. (laughs) (laughs) In a kid's movie. Like, it's just so funny. And then then Marshall goes,
1: and you can't tax a dead man.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's so good. if you couldn't tell, I think we really enjoyed this. Movie. We loved it. Also, I didn't see it coming that Kubot faked his death. Me neither. I was like, what a twist. I'm not <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. I was like, "Whoa." Now, what? <laughs> yeah. This movie was throwing surprises left and right, and I was living for it. I
1: was, I was thrilled. Okay, we have spent probably the most time we have ever spent on positives, <laughs> so <laughs> I think we should try to find some negatives in okay. here. Um, I, I was I'm, grasping.
0: <laughs> I have a few, yeah. Um, but my first one is um Amy. <laughs> That's my first one, too! I uh, uh, Okay, first of all, why is she perpetuating toxic masculinity everywhere? Yeah. Did you catch is, that? She's like, such a pick-me. She is. And the thing, the line that got me was when that boy comes up to flirt with her at her locker and yeah. she, like, turns to him. She's like, I'll hurt you or whatever. And he goes and walks away. And the boys are like, hey, like, why, why did you reject him? Like, why did you do that? And... She says, he's seen the Olsen Twins movie twice. How can I respect a guy like that? Also, and uh, my oh, jaw dropped. The, the Olsen Twins?
1: American Treasures. Also, um, which Olsen Twins movie? How are you going to take a dump on the Olsen Twins movie <laughs> when they had their own production company at age 10? Honestly. Like, and the fact that she was just such a, She was like, flat the entire movie she was so flat it sounded like she was reading her lines straight from the page
0: and she annoyed me she so much she she was just one of those characters i was like i get why she's there but i don't want her to be like i just don't want her to be i'm
1: really glad that you have that too and you brought it up because that was my number one complaint about the movie and i was worried that you were gonna disagree but like i don't know if it's uh i think it was a combination of writing and the acting choice to play her that way but i don't know like she just she was very one note just so flat the entire movie and then they had that plot line where they kind of tried to force a romance between amy and marshall (laughs) And just there not. was literally no chemistry. Marshall had more chemistry with the mummy
0: than she, than he did with Amy. <laughs> I agree. They tried to throw it in. That's literally my second dislike note. It says Amy and Marshall's romantic thing. No, thank you. Like, I just yeah. don't want it. I am not absolutely not. Like,
1: let them be friends and have him marry the mummy. No, I'm kidding.
0: <laughs> yeah, just... I'm kidding. <laughs> no, but... Amy just, like, I just was so annoyed every time she opened her mouth. So
1: annoyed. And I hate that. I hate that, like, the only girl in the movie was annoying.
0: I know. It's so unfortunate. But I literally, the movie could have been just as good if it was just Gilbert and Marshall.
1: Yeah, I I agree 100%. Um. Because Marshall uh, was good too. I I don't think uh, not to throw it back to positives, but I don't think we talked about how good Marshall was as well as Gilbert. And I just we don't have to go in depth on that, but he was a really good lead. I agree.
0: And I a really good child agree. actor, like excellent yeah. child actor. Yeah, I I do think uh, Marshall and Gilbert, those actors were so good incredible. and incredible.
1: I maybe them together next to amy made her look a little worse
0: i don't know but i just her character
1: just annoyed me
0: yeah yeah i agree very unfortunate a technical note i had did you notice there were some blips in like the music and sound every once in a while yeah i did notice that just here and there yeah and i mean it wasn't anything like super noticeable or like was a huge issue. I think it was just because I was, you know, looking for things. Mm -hmm. Um, But I noticed it, like, once or twice where I was like, huh, that's interesting. So this is something I want to bring up. And I don't really
1: know how. Okay. (laughs) Okay, I guess, okay. I I want to apologize to all my friends' moms who are listening right now. This movie was kind of horny. Honestly, like, <gasps> it, I Like, I, there's no other way I can say it. <laughs> I, I just, it, it was like, the, first of all, the woman at the dance who
0: was dressed as Cleopatra. Oh my God. There that was a scene. scene.
1: Yeah. So uh, if you didn't watch the movie, there's a scene where they go to like a community dance for adults and everyone's in costumes. And Harold walks in and there's a woman dressed as Cleopatra and she sees that he's a mummy. And so she starts to dance with him and she, this, I don't know who directed her. Someone should have told her to chill because she looked like she was about to jump his old dusty bones in the middle of that community rec center.
0: (laughs) this I,
1: is so true it was
0: it was so much <laughs> it was the most honestly i was uncomfortable there were so many moments in this movie that i was like why do i feel this weird like sexual undertone and yeah. i don't like it like I mean, it's uncomfortable i it, mean it, 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 they talked about celibacy a lot yeah oh, um
1: yeah. Amy at one point is makes a joke about like wearing a bra. And then Gilbert is like, you're wearing a bra? And then the sleep in the nude thing, like
0: it was so weird. It was just a little too thirsty, in my opinion. And I'm like, these are like 13-year-olds. I'm like, I get it, but this is a Disney movie. (laughs) It was just a tad
1: tad parched for my (laughs) taste. (laughs)
0: <laughs> completely agree and that was something that i also had written down i was like a lot of uh sexual everything Under- <laughs> yeah. i don't really know like what's going on here yeah it was it was just it caught
1: me off guard i think that's that's kind of what it was it really caught yeah. me off guard uh it was also like adult
0: themes coming back
1: yeah uh this is a quick dislike um <laughs> the girl mummy had the blue eye shadow and she had like full makeup on. Mm-hmm. Why? I think it is awful that the patriarchy has made it so that even in death, women have to meet a beauty standard. <laughs>
0: No, I honestly, I thought that was weird. I was like, this, (laughs) he's literally just like barely bones. And she has makeup on? He's (laughs) so, he is so ugly and she is beautiful. I think just overall, the female mummy was just, I I don't feel like she fit. (laughs) Like the overall, like she just didn't fit into the whole mummy thing. Looking at Harold and then looking at her, I'm like, how okay did she die like maybe maybe five years ago and he died a thousand and four years
1: ago it's kind of if you think about it the since he was supposed to be like her protector when she died they probably killed him you know probably because he was supposed to be with her in this life and the next Right. And but like she just she was so pretty and Harold was so ugly.
0: <laughs> yeah, Harold got the short end of the stick. That's for sure. Yeah. So the first time the kids meet Harold, he's, you know, you hear him coming and he sounds like a giant, mm-hmm. and then they reveal him and he's a normal human-sized man, and then his steps don't sound like that anywhere else <laughs> in the movie. It yeah. was something, like, I get it, it was the suspense, but, like, mm-hmm. you can bring suspense in other ways than making him sound like a giant when he's not. It was just a me thing that I was like, why does he sound like he's eight, I don't know, like eight million feet tall with giant feet? I I don't get that. And then why, why did Kubat's home look like no one lived in it for decades? <laughs> it was dusty as hell. <laughs> It literally looked like it was like overgrown, and honestly, he wouldn't have died from a heart attack. He would have died from dust inhalation at that point.
1: <laughs> like it's, it mean, was
0: gross. <laughs> I straight up, there was
1: asbestos in
0: that house. Oh, no for doubt. sure, it was disgusting when they went yeah. in there. Yeah,
1: I mean, he was too busy eva- evading the IRS to do some simple upkeep.
0: <laughs> You're right.
1: <laughs> um, my last uh, dislike is. I don't understand why they left Harold behind. So it's the scene where the Kubot's goons have chased them out of like the community center party and they've enlisted, um what's his name, the shop owner, Bruce. Yeah, yeah. Bruce has brought his hearse out, which, side note, I really liked Bruce. I thought he was funny. Love that he did tarot cards on the side. We love an astrology girlfriend. <laughs> um, <laughs> and... yeah so they uh they're like running from the goons and they make it outside and they brought the hearse around and Harold is holding the door and they're like we have to get Harold into the hearse because the goons can't take him and then there was a scuffle and they were like leave him and I was like what that didn't make sense because the whole point was to protect Harold so that just
0: didn't make sense to me why they like left him I was also wondering that because I was like, don't you need him in the sarcophagus for it to be of any value? Like, yeah. why Why are they like, leave Harold, he doesn't matter. It's like, no, he is he is he's, the thing. He's <laughs> exactly what you need. Like, you're trying to keep him away
1: from the scary men, and you leave him with the scary men. It just, I feel like it could have been done a little bit better.
0: Yeah, no, I completely agree. But that was a weird moment. That was it. That was, I like, I had to grasp to find some negatives for this movie. I just had such a fun time watching it. It was
1: so good.
0: Uh, so, I, I don't have a whole lot of fashion notes. Do you? I have two. I have, like, two, yeah. <laughs> so, my first one was uh, Harold's Saturday Night Fever look was the killer. I mean, we talked about oh, that amazing. already. But he looked so good. Yeah. I loved it. I love the platform boots. I yes. love the jacket. I loved everything about it. <laughs> I love
1: when you put someone who's already tall in platform boots. Amazing yes. choice.
0: <laughs> yes, absolutely. It gave me like, and I don't know if a lot of people will get this reference, but like pinball wizard vibes <laughs> that it, it it was the boots, the boots really made because he's already so tall. And yeah. it just it it made me so happy. That whole scene, I was like, I love what's happening. Everything it was, that's going on. It was on. funny. It was a yeah. simple pleasure.
1: <laughs> that's what this Honestly. movie did for me. It really just it took me back to a kind of comedy that we really don't see nowadays. Where, like, I I first of all, I love comedies now. Where I think we're we've entered an era where our comedy is very grounded. And, like, rooted in emotion. So, like, every super funny thing is also very meaningful and emotional. Whereas in the 90s, early 2000s, things were just wacky. And I kind of yeah. miss that. I miss that wackiness that just
0: made you laugh and set your heart aflame. <laughs> I feel like that was a lot of this movie. It was just, like, wacky, funny situations and that they were in. And I loved all of them.
1: Yeah. All of them. But back to fashion, um, I liked Amy's overalls. Those were Next cute. segment.
0: <laughs> well, okay, a- Amy had a shirt that was, I think it was like blue tie-dye, and it said chocolate cream cookies. Hated it. I, I, I like, have that written down. I was like, why? They couldn't why? get brand name Oreos. Really? But also, why is she wearing a shirt that says that on it? Like know. just give her a plain blue tie-dye shirt. It would have yeah. done the same thing. Was, but I yeah. was I was staring at that shirt the entire time. I was too. It, it was <laughs> distracting.
1: It really was cuz I was trying to read it. At first I thought it was like an ice cream sandwich, but then same. I realized it was a cookie. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: and then I realized it was supposed to be an Oreo. <laughs> <laughs> you really have to like r- like look at it, read it, think through it. Yeah, and it's like it's her shirt like it doesn't matter and
1: then you have to rewind to get all of the plot that you miss trying to figure out
0: her shirt (laughs) exactly
1: so would you like to move into a little bit of fun facts
0: absolutely
1: yes okay i don't have many you know i had the one we said the same actor that played the mummy also played ted that actor is six foot six whoa crazy Uh also uh he played Marshall's dad in How I Met Your Mother. I just thought that was fun.
0: I know I have that in my notes. Uh, (laughs) Oh, sorry. I just wanted to add
1: that in because I I recognized him from that. Me too. I loved it. And then this I learned from Adam Wiley's TikTok. Adam Wiley played Gilbert. And he uh he's I guess he's big on TikTok now. I don't know, but he had a stunt double for the movie, only for the scene that he drives the bike into the mailbox. (laughs) uh he did the scene where he drove the hearse through the wall by himself stop it's it has very much the same energy of giving 13 year old kimberly j brown a (laughs) flamethrower that's incredible (laughs) yeah and then i because i don't have many fun facts i wanted to read a review of this movie that i found and it was i the the review cracked me up I'm really excited for you to hear this. So it's written by It's written by a mother who watched this movie cuz she was going to show it to her kids. So, okay, here we have the review. Okay. Parents beware. When I looked at this and the poster, I thought, "Oh my god, this looks dumb and stupid and boring." I tried watching this and was literally shocked that this was aimed at kids. This movie has so much gore in it such as an opening where a monster barges into a kitchen and murders a man by pushing his head on the blade of a knife with enough pressure to kill him in front of his wife, son, and daughter. Then the main characters go to a bookstore where the owner pranks them into thinking he has been stabbed literally in the back. And later, the main characters pretend to be zombies with gory makeup and eyes falling out of their sockets and bind and gag someone with organs. This movie is an adult movie focusing on teenagers, and it should not be a thing. Have your kids watch this, and they'll come running to you at night saying they had nightmares, and they will beg you to turn this off at the first scene. Literally, I thought this would be dumb and campy, but I was wrong. BTW, I am not a Karen. I am telling the (laughs) truth. (laughs) If your kids can handle that content, Feel free to let them watch this. I <laughs> love that review so much. Thank you. <laughs> I thought it was so funny. First of all, um, she named all the things in the movie that I don't think would scare a kid. <laughs> like yeah. The things that she named were very clearly fake. And her saying that, like, kids will be screaming in the night. Okay.
0: <laughs> like... I- my favorite part was that, like, by the way, I'm not a Karen. I'm <laughs> I am telling like, the truth. <laughs> are you sure? I mean, the yeah. fact that you called it out yourself, I think, says volumes.
1: Yeah. No, I just, I, the only part of the movie that I think would be scary for kids is the very beginning of, like, when they find Harold before he pees. Like, that would be yeah. spooky. That would be a little scary. The things that she named... And her being like, if your kids can handle that content, girl, you got lame kids. I don't know what to tell you. Your kids are soft.
0: <laughs> well, like the whole, like the eyes falling out of the socket that they're literally using makeup and like, it's, it's all fake. fake. They, they say like it's fake. Yeah. They, it's known that it's not yeah.
1: real. <laughs> she, but saying that it was a gory movie just made me laugh. Yeah. Um, so I'm done. I would love to hear about where some of these actors are
0: now. Well, let me tell you. So actually, <laughs> I have a little fun fact about this movie to throw in. Oh, yay. Um, That I learned while looking up these actors. All three kids were nominated for the best performance in a TV movie or feature film as a young ensemble at the Young Artist Awards for this movie. That is so fun. All three yeah, of them. Yeah, all three of them. Wow. Isn't that fun? That is super um, fun. So let's go into the actors. First, let's we see. have Mario Yedidaya, who played Marshall. Okay. So he did a few movies and a mini TV series, and then he retired from acting in 1998 at age 14. was so good i know i was so disappointed to see that because i was like man i feel like he would have had such a great career yeah um but he went on to earn a bachelor of arts degree from columbia and is now a political coordinator at san francisco rising well that's cool yeah and now i'm gonna move on to adam wiley who played gilbert um Yay. he he has way too many things for me to mention <laughs> he's been and doing busy yes he's been doing a lot a lot of tv a lot of movies and he's also big into voice acting now um but he's also like you said he's on tiktok and he does a lot of magic on tiktok because he's also a magician <laughs> that tracks <laughs> i know it makes so much sense and i love it next we have Clara Bryant, who played Amy. Uh, She's appeared in many TV series and movies, including another DCOM called True Confessions, which she plays the titular role of True. Um, She actually won a Young Artist Award for Best Performance in a TV Movie um, for the role of True in that DCOM.
1: We're going to have to watch it.
0: I know. Um, And then she retired from acting as well in 2008 and became a lawyer in Atlanta, Georgia. Good for her. Yeah. She is pretty cool. She's doing her thing. And lastly, and my favorite, (laughs) Bill Foggerbach, who played Harold and Ted. So he, like Adam Wiley has a long, long list of TV shows and films he's worked on over the years. Um, You mentioned the one I was going to mention. He played Marshall's dad in How I Met Your Mother, which was also where I recognized him from. Such a great role. He was so good in that show. Yeah. Um, But what he is really known for is his extensive voice acting career and his most notable and recognizable character being Patrick Starr (gasps) in SpongeBob SquarePants, which he's voiced since 1999. Oh, my God. Still to God. this day. The mummy is mm-hmm. Patrick? Yes. And I I knew this. Um, so in college, we took a voice class and we had to look up uh, voice actors. And I did something from SpongeBob. So I found out that he um, was Patrick Star. And when he came up on screen, I was like, Patrick Star?
2: <laughs> I was so
0: excited. Um, but I loved him in this movie. I and, I was so excited to see him because I've only seen him as Marshall's dad, which was a smaller role. Yeah, And then he had such a big role in this movie. And I was like, Oh my God, I'm seeing so much more of him and I'm so excited. Um, that's, but yeah. That's so
1: crazy that he's such a good voice actor and also such a great physical
0: comedian. Yeah. It's crazy. And I'm like really interested to go look at his IMDb and like watch yeah. more of his films and, um, and he's tall? Is he kind of the total package? Oh, my God. Wait, hold on. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> no, but what really blew my mind was that he's been voicing Patrick Starr since 1999 and is still doing it to this day. That's wild. Like, what a career move. Um, He is making that money good for him. <laughs> he's set. So, yeah, wow. that's that's what I have for the Where Are They Now?
1: Wow. So I guess uh let's try to wrap this up some final thoughts and then we'll try to put this on the ranking. Oh, the ranking. Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> so um uh, I is my my final thoughts to wrap up. I loved this movie. I had so much fun watching it. Um I would 100% carve a pumpkin to this movie. Yeah. <laughs> um it was so funny. The script was so funny and it wasn't only just funny. Just like dramatically it was there like throughout dramatic action and everything the script was airtight and i'm also i'm a big fan of child befriends monster trope Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know that's such a good trope and i loved it in this uh i feel like this movie walked so that the mummy starring brendan fraser could run (laughs) Which I looked it up. The the Mummy with Brendan Fraser came out two years after this. So I'm right. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I just I don't know how it has a 57 percent. I think that's so incorrect.
0: I completely agree. I had so much fun watching this movie. Like we said before, I got sucked into it like and I was not expecting how great this movie was going to be. And I think it's honestly one of my new favorites. Same. I, I love this movie. I would go back and watch it so many more times. I would too. And the fact that this was the original decom, I love that. It yeah. set a tone. Like... I was so happy watching this movie. And I just couldn't get past how invested I was into it. And like you rarely get that with you know lower budget or like cheesier films where you don't like get pulled out of it for like dumb little things like this movie had me mm-hmm. in it like any other movie at a movie theater today
1: yeah every step of the way i was there and like aside from just like small things like amy and <laughs> that little love story at the end that was really yeah. the only thing that took me out
0: yeah and comparatively to you know what we've talked about in the past and even some like big movies that I see nowadays like that's nothing (laughs) and I I was so pleasantly surprised by this movie yeah so so ranking.
1: I feel like we're gonna make a lot of people mad
0: (laughs) (laughs) we both love this movie so what do you think
1: okay um i don't i feel like this is i feel i don't know if i can say it okay
0: i think i would put it above halloween town okay i was thinking the same thing i i like i love halloween Town, but this movie had me
1: okay i want to say this isn't like our favorite movie i think i would still say halloween town is my favorite and like twitches is a favorite but if we are Try, if we are going to be objective here and just look at like script, production, actors, yeah. on paper, this movie
0: has it. It's above the others. And to me, it was when I was thinking about where I was putting in this ranking. I am so nostalgic. I yeah. am such a nostalgic person. And that does affect how I see a lot of movies. And with Twitches and Halloween Town, I have so much nostalgia attached to them. But this movie, even though I had no nostalgia attached to it, it just blew my mind. I was not expecting it. And I was so happy. And like you said, technically, script wise, acting wise, it was airtight. It was so good. And there were so few things like there was nothing big in it that I was like, this needs to change for it to be okay." Like I was like, this is this is good overall.
1: Yeah. 100%. And you know, that does say something that you had no nostalgia attached to this, and you still feel like it should go above these ones that you love so dearly. Like, yeah. I love Halloween Down and Twitches. I'll probably watch them again before Halloween comes. I, mean, I just, ah,
0: we're going to lose our whole audience. <laughs> <laughs> See, like, I feel like this is the movie that I am going to be shoving in everyone's face over the yeah. next couple of weeks. i am being like, oh, you need yes. to watch this. It's so good. Criminal, <laughs> criminal
1: that it's not on Disney Plus. Agreed. Agreed. Like, OK, we had to buy this on iTunes. If you didn't rewatch it, you didn't want to buy it because it can't stream it. Uh, it's worth purchasing. It's like yes. five bucks buy the movie, throw it up on your TV, make some popcorn, like, make an evening of it. Carve a pumpkin. Yes. Like, this movie, I, I would not tell people to make a purchase unless it was <laughs> really good.
0: Like, it is so worth spending money to watch this movie. I completely agree. Get this movie and sit down and have a great time. Because you will. This movie yeah. is great. <laughs> so that puts under wraps at number
1: one followed by halloween town twitches and phantom of the megaplex wow now join us back next sunday when we will be reviewing under wraps the 2021 disney
0: channel remake yeah i am so excited to see what they did with it now
1: that's right. For those who don't know, um, this Under Wraps original is not on Disney Plus, but this year, literally like two weeks ago from when we were recording this, uh, Disney Channel put out a rebooted Under Wraps with an all new cast 2021. So we are going to watch that. It is on Disney Plus, and we're going to compare contrast, see how it holds up to the original. I'm very excited for it. <laughs>
0: Me too. With how much we love the original, I'm honestly a little scared to watch the reboot because I'm too. like hoping it doesn't ruin it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but like... also I'm excited to see what they can do with it now. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So yeah. Uh, join us back next week for that little compare and contrast in our review. Of, this is also our first modern decon that we'll be reviewing. Yes, know? that's true. So, I'm s- I... excited.
0: Yeah, it's going to be a fun time. So, Megan, where can you find us online? You can find us on Instagram at Disney Channel Unoriginal Pod. Also, if you like us, please rate us five stars. It helps other people find the podcast. You could also leave us a review and let us know what DCOM you want to hear about next. We release new episodes
1: every Sunday. So until next time, thank you so much for tuning in. I'm Megan.
0: And I'm Sabrina. And you've been listening to DCOM. The Disney Channel Unoriginal Podcast. Dun, 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 dun.